For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is Thursday, October 29th, and this is the College Football Week 9 Guide. Podcast exclusive, of course. Uh, Hopefully everybody is having a wonderful Thursday. Chris, how about you? Is everything going well? Yeah, man. Doing good. Good Uh, deal. Hopefully. I'm ready to ready to get the day over with. Ready to get to the weekend, right? Get some music uh, going. Get some get some games going. And uh, and hey, we get to start off tonight with a uh, you know a little NFL football. We got some. Uh, hey, and they're playing in a hurricane. Did you see that? Uh, I did not realize that it was going to be played down there. It's yeah, it's in Charlotte, so it's going to be raining. It's going to be nasty. I can't wait to watch that. So and of course we got some uh, some Thursday night college football. Always good. And we got a late night game tonight, so we'll we'll talk about all of that. So I will miss the late game. Well, I can understand it. I can understand it. <laughs> so uh, with that said, let's go ahead and run through the uh, the typical rundown. Go to winningcureseverything dot com. That's our website. It's got everything you need to know about us over there, including where you can subscribe, where you can find us live, where you can uh, do all those different things. Our picks, previews, whatever you want to call it. So, winningcureseverything.com. You can also find the majority of our college football content over at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Uh, You can find that link in the description of the podcast here. Or just go to sportsbookreview.com. I mean, it's very simple stuff. The SBR Picks YouTube page is where you will find most of our stuff, along with our articles and everything else. Uh, so go go check them out. We do a good job over there. They've got a good team over there. Or at least I feel like we do. <laughs> Maybe we don't do a good job. I don't know. But I think we do all right over there. So go and check it out, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Uh, if you have not already, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. Make sure that you leave a nice five-star review, and make sure it's written over at Apple Podcasts. We would certainly appreciate that. That helps us out more than you could possibly know. Um, Chris, I wanted to start off today by discussing, and now we typically start with our viewing guide, but let, let's talk about what's going on with this Wisconsin situation with the Big Ten. Uh so, it, it, we've only got one game that's canceled thus far. Wisconsin says they have six people that have tested positive, or six uh, athletes, and then there are six coaches and staffers that have tested positive. So, 12 total thus far. There are no bye weeks. There is no way to make this game up. So, Wisconsin-Nebraska is done. It is canceled. It is out of here. However, if the state percentage hits over 7.5%, and the, or, excuse me, or the team percentage hits over 5%, then they have to shut everything down for, I believe it's 14 days. Is that right? I I, I don't remember how, how long the shutdown is for, but I'm, I, I'm just wondering. We, we thought these things before it started, that if anybody actually caught COVID, that was a meaningful impact for player or one of these schools or teams, 
it was going to completely destroy what little uh, schedule they have. Yes, and that's that's the interesting thing here is if you do have a certain number of players that test positive, and it reaches over five percent of your football team, and there's Wisconsin has one hundred and thirteen players, so it doesn't take much to get to that five percent margin. If they have to be out for twenty one days, does that mean that the the team itself is just shut down for twenty one days? Like that was, that, that's that crazy. Was, yeah, that was the math I was doing, and that's what I thought. You're talking they're missing at minimum three games and uh, possibly four. That's so just one nuts. big break and you miss half of your season. And, and here's the problem. Okay, this is this is the reason I wanted to talk about this. I said this when we did our Big Ten preview and we got this information originally, and, and I'll say it again now. I'm going to sound like a broken record. Shame on the Big Ten for doing this. I think this is – now, this is just my opinion, okay? Understand I'm, I'm just a guy who talks about this stuff and a moron. And, and so, you know, but, but I, believe, I believe this is a complete screw you to the players, Okay. And, and my logic for this, my reason for this, is because the Big Ten shut down all athletics completely during the COVID. And then these players had the nerve, had the gall, had the gumption to stand up to administration, to fight for their ability to continue to play, okay? And heaven forbid they attempt to touch the face of God, all right? And this is, okay, you're going to play, we're going to let you play. But we're going to make this thing so complicated and so hard that if one person has any glimpse of anything COVID-related, we're shutting down the whole thing. You're going to have no chance at competing for a Big Ten title. You're going to have no chance at competing for a national title. You, you Good luck enjoying this season. And, and, and that's, that's my opinion, but I think because there's no science, Gary, there's not one iota of science behind 21-day quarantines and shutdowns. Not one. Well, uh, you, you are correct about that. Ross Dellinger had an article with uh, Sports Illustrated that I'm attempting to pull up here that, you know, they were so worried about the myocarditis stuff. And now... But we said that early on, Gary, that the myocarditis thing was kind of a bullshit thing. All these other conferences had doctors come out in droves saying, listen, that's, that's not something that's happening. That's not real. That was a, that was a, 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 a false thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but th- they don't want to get caught on the carpet for their bullshit. Yeah. That's uh that's pretty much it. I mean, I, like I, the whole thing was a, a scam to begin with because their numbers were completely wrong at the very yep. beginning. Right. Ross. Well, Dellinger, okay. Hang on, you, you brought this up, too. So you just said it's all about the myocarditis thing. Here's, and here's the reason they're going to be able to get, get away with this, because they're doing it all in the name of safety. They're doing, we do a lot of shitty, terrible things in our country all in the name of safety, because nobody's going to want you to, to, to downgrade safety procedures. Yes, yes, when your safety procedures are so overbearing that it's no longer a, a safety procedure. It's now just a punishment. Oh, 100%. I mean, that, that's kind of what it felt like at the beginning. Let me read this tweet for you really quick, and uh, and then we'll just jump into the uh, the viewing guide. Uh, exclusive uh, cardiologists are finding so few heart issues in athletes, they are no longer recommending screenings for most COVID positives. 
how emerging data will impact protocols like the Big Ten's 21-day policy. Barry Alvarez said it's time to take a serious look. And then he said this chart from an article published Monday in, uh, in JAMA, which is um, uh, it's an international peer-reviewed general medical journal. Uh, it says uh, it outlines new heart screening recommendations. The early data says less than 1% of athletes who were even mildly symptomatic are showing heart abnormalities. The numbers are in the single digits, quote, if we're finding them at all. So this is not an issue. Like, there is no reason for a 21-day, like, hey, sorry, you can't play. You, it, it's, it's punishment. Sorry, you can't play uh, because you caught it. You know, yeah. you, you didn't I mean, stay even, in a bubble, and now you're in trouble. Even at the very beginning stages of this thing, when it hit our country in February and March, we didn't know shit about shit, and people were dying all over the place, Gary. I mean, literally, uh, 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 Italy went through a, just a bloodbath. And so by the time it hit our country, we had legit real fear. And you know what that legit real fear said? 14 days. 14 days. The most terrified, least information opportunity that we had, the worst information possible, said 14 days. They say 21 strictly for one reason and one reason only. We want to, to give a big F you to all these players that tried to stand up to us. Now, they're not doing it for administration. They're not doing it for coaches. Coaches don't have a 21-day. Oh, no, no, no. Braun's going to be back on the field tonight, uh, this week, okay? Because we, we're not thumbing our nose up at administration. But it's the players that thought they could touch God and not come away unscathed. How dare they challenge us? How dare they make us look like fools? How dare they? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. The whole thing's just uh, ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. All right, let's dive into this viewing guide right quick. It's uh, it's Thursday. If you end up listening to this early, we got an early game, South Alabama-Georgia Southern. It's on ESPN, whatever. Colorado State at Fresno State at 9 p.m. This is uh, this is all central time, by the way, God's time zone. We don't like to talk about the uh, the eastern time zone, the mountain time zone, whatever. We're talking God's time zone. So CBS Sports Network has got Colorado State at Fresno State. Uh, I will be interested to see you know, just kind of what it looks like around Fresno because, it, it you know, first game in California uh, that I will have watched. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going on out there? Uh, Friday, October 30th, we got Minnesota at Maryland on ESPN, and that's a, that's a 6.30 game. I, are you interested at all to see what happens between these two because they both kind of got stomped last week? Well, I am because I think you can kind of tell. I mean, if Minnesota goes in and stomps Maryland, then, then we're going to learn a little bit more about how Maryland realistically might be one of the worst teams in the league, if not the worst. And maybe we look at Rutgers different. If Maryland holds their own with Minnesota, then maybe we say, okay, maybe maybe Rutgers is better than we think. I think we're going to judge the teams that they played a lot differently based on this game. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Michigan and Northwestern. So, yeah. That, uh, that does make sense. Uh, East Carolina at Tulsa is uh, the 8 p.m. game on ESPN2. Hawaii and Wyoming live from Laramie at 8.45 p.m. on FS1, and that will wrap up the Friday night slate. Uh, so let's jump into Saturday. There's no, like, massive games on Saturday, which is kind of strange. I mean, if you want to call Ohio State, Penn State a big game, that's the late night, you know, college game day, ABC, whatever. Uh, we'll get to that one. But there's, there's nothing that's, like, overwhelming. Next week is a monster Absolute monster. So let's talk about the noon games. We got Boston College Clemson at 11 a.m. on ABC. 
Coastal Carolina, Georgia State. I think that could be a lot of fun on ESPNU. Uh, Georgia, Kentucky on SEC Network. It looks like Terry Wilson may not play. Joey Gatewood probably going to get the start for the Wildcats there. I uh, don't think it's going to matter. I think Georgia's going to house them. Iowa State at Kansas, 11 a.m. on FS1. Kansas State, West Virginia on ESPN2. And that one's an interesting one, right? Uh, Kansas State, West Virginia, we, we've talked about this on our SBR show. Uh, West Virginia favored by three and a half, up to four in some spots. They are the unranked team. They have not looked great by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Kansas State going on the road as the number 16 team in the country. They're undefeated in the Big 12. And, you know, our, our boy uh, Felica over on the uh, the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast the other day talked about uh, the fact that, what is it, like the unranked team in these spots is like 24-3 and three the last three seasons when they're, when they're uh, favored over a ranked team. So I might be back in the wrong horse here. So, yeah, I mean, we talked about how we thought this line was just super fishy, and and I feel like this is the books just begging you, begging you to take um, Kansas uh, State. Kansas. Yeah, and and that's a scary, scary thing. When the books are begging you to do something, you, you kind of want to always do the opposite. Yeah, yeah, I made it one of my official plays, but uh, I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about it. Memphis at Cincinnati's on ESPN. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Michigan State at Michigan on Fox. And, man, that one kind of looks like it's going to be a dud. Uh, Purdue at Illinois on the Big Ten Network. Uh, UTSA, San Antonio, headed to Florida Atlantic on Fox Sports Net. Uh, that's like a, a stadium affiliate. And that one could be interesting if for no other reason than FAU has had multiple games canceled due to COVID issues. So who even knows who's going to be playing in that ballgame? Uh, and then finally, we'll wrap up the 11 a.m. slate with the ACC Network showing us Wake Forest at Syracuse. Syracuse put up a fight. I think Wake Forest is a lot better than they are. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Wake Forest had a massive win over Virginia Tech last week. Uh, who who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, got a lot of ESPN extra games. FCS games are happening. Troy at Arkansas State is happening. Rice at Southern Miss. Southern Miss's coach. Hey, we hadn't talked about this at all. Uh, Southern Miss's interim coach just like up and quit on his team to go be the Austin P coach. It's like, rather than sit around here and wait and see if I can get this job, I'm just going to move down a division and take a job that I already know I'm going to get. Like, did that surprise you at all? Man, I, th- I thought it was weird when it happened, you know, but it's just one of those things where I don't, God, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I wonder at any point in time, if he gets to Austin P and he does well, does that reflect poorly on him in the future at all? Like in any, I think winning matters more than anything else. So I think I think not. if nothing else, it probably makes Southern Miss just look awful. Like <laughs> that's that's what I'm taking it as. But we'll see, we'll see. Uh, moving to the two thirty time slot, FS1 has got Indiana at Rutgers, and that is that's a fairly interesting game. Uh, you know, Indiana beat uh, Penn State, Rutgers beat Michigan State. I mean, we'll get to see if uh, if either of these teams is for real. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of curious here. Like, we all kind of yeah. thought Rutgers was going to be awful. Yeah, I definitely am. The word is curious. That's the thing. Like, this is just like the Maryland yeah, – and I didn't mean Rutgers earlier. Rutgers beat up on Michigan State. But, like, I, I think I think we're going to learn more about both of these teams. I mean, I feel like, you know, if Indiana can, can put a whooping on Rutgers, does it mean anything or not? Or are they just a bad football team that, that beat up on a worse team last week? Or, uh, you know, or if Rutgers can pull this game out, you know, what is what does that mean? 
Does it does it mean that Indiana's win over Penn State was a fluke? Does it mean that Indiana was just overlooking them because they're coming off of a you know a monster W? I don't I don't know. I'm, but in, I am Indiana hosts uh, uh, Michigan next week. So well, yeah, they they better look really good this week if they want to get ready for that game. You got that right. LSU Auburn is the two thirty game on CBS. We have spent uh, quite a bit of time talking about that on, on the SBR show. So go and go and give that a listen. Northwestern at Iowa, we talked about that one as well on ESPN. Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, of course, we got Notre Dame, Clemson next week. Notre Dame currently about a 20, 21 and a half, our 20, 21 point favorite, somewhere around there. Uh, that one's on ABC. So we'll we'll see if Notre Dame's head is in this ballgame or not. TCU at Baylor, you know, over the years, it's been a pretty good rivalry. This one, I mean, this just kind of, this is a smelly game. It just stinks. Well, it's simply a good rivalry because I don't think either one of these teams are very good. No, they are not at all. I mean, good gracious. I, uh, I, I would, my biggest disappointment in the Big 12 this year has been Charlie Brewer. Oh, yes. I, he just, I, well, I mean, he lost those receivers, man. Sam Ellinger, okay? I know he has limits, and I wasn't expecting him to be unbelievable, but I was expecting him to take a step forward and, and you know, be able to lead this team offensively a little bit better than they have. No, you got that right. I mean, they are they, they, they're kind of bad. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, they, they've been completely inept offensively. You got that right. UAB heads to Louisiana Tech over at uh, Stadium. And uh, and that's, that should be interesting if for no other reason than we like watching UAB play. App State heads to Louisiana Monroe at 3 p.m. on ESPNU. Uh, Ole Miss and Vanderbilt 3 p.m. on SEC Network. That one, uh, if you if you want to watch one team just wallop another one, I kind of feel like Ole Miss is going to take out some of their uh, their aggression on uh, on Vanderbilt because they they've been a little frustrated here lately, and I just don't think Vanderbilt's very good at all. So uh, Virginia Tech at Louisville at 3 p.m. on ACC Network. Uh, this one. Uh, this one kind of gets you you perked up a little bit. It, I, I'm interested. I'm interested. I want to see what Bob Tech shows up like because before last week, Bob Tech has looked really good this year. And last week, I don't know what the hell happened against a team that I don't think is very, you know, great. Obviously, Wake Forest is not a, a defensive juggernaut. They held this Bob Tech team to 20 points. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, well, it was less than that. I think it was 16. Um, oh, yeah, they didn't even get to the 20s then. I mean, it was it, it was bad. It was so bad. Uh, Texas at Oklahoma State at 3 p.m. on Fox. That one's going to be a lot of fun to watch, I think. Uh, Oklahoma State, you know, this is they're right in the middle of uh, their, their toughest stretch. They got to get this one at home. Boise State at Air Force is the 5 p.m. game on CBS Sports Network. And Air Force, I don't know what to make of this team. I mean, they wallop Navy, and then they get beat on the road at San Jose State last week. Uh, I didn't watch any of the San Jose State game. Like it was, it was too late. I, you know, too much going on. Couldn't couldn't stay up for that one, um, and had other games on. So I just I did not watch that one. Boise looked fantastic against Utah State, but I think Utah State is really really bad. I I don't know what's going to happen in this ball game. So I I ain't touching it with a ten foot pole. Like not even getting close. Um, you ready to uh to get into the evening games? Yep. All right. Charlotte is headed to Duke. Uh, I, I don't think the Blue Devils have anything to worry about. But you know how much I love Will Healy. It wouldn't surprise me to see him get uh, something out of this game. Mississippi State at Alabama. Uh, after the first game of the season, this looked like it could be a lot of fun. And now, uh, <laughs> I mean, it feels like half the team is transferring. Like, did you see the, uh, the the wide receiver from Alabama that transferred to Mississippi State is now transferring out of Mississippi State, Tyrell Shavers? No, I didn't see that. That's Yeah, that happened yesterday. So he, him and, like, five other guys, and Kylan Hill is uh, leaving the team, and he's going to go prep for the NFL draft. And, like, this happens everywhere that Leach goes. Like, he comes in, he gets rid of the, as he calls them, malcontents. And and it's like the first two years at a at a job, everywhere that he's gone, has gone horribly. And then he gets it completely turned around once he got his guys in there. And and we talk about this everywhere, you know, but it, we're, we're so used to guys coming in and, you know, if you're going to be any good, you got to be able to win right away. It's like, eh, that's not really how Leach does things. And so there's, you know, that that's not a game even – really worth talking about. But discussing what's going on at State, that's that makes it a little more interesting. Uh, New Mexico at San Jose State, eh, whatever. Arkansas at Texas A&M, now that one should be entertaining. Arkansas has been very much improved. A&M, uh, they have been outside shot at, at the playoffs. I mean, we'll see. They, they are better than every team that is remaining on their schedule. But there are some spots where they can get beat. And this is one, if they ain't focused... Uh, Sam Pittman's bunch would love to get a win down at Cal Field. You uh, you kind of feel the same way? Yeah, I mean, I think Arkansas can, can win this game. I definitely like them. Kind of same thing for Missouri at Florida, right? Exact same thing. Exact same thing. Yeah, I just I don't know what's going on with Florida after all the COVID stuff. Uh, they've been off for two weeks. They didn't play the LSU game. Uh, last week was a bye week. And then Florida's got Georgia next week. So, and I'll talk more about them here in just a minute in uh, most to lose, most to gain, you know, et cetera. Uh, Navy at SMU, that's an ESPN2 game at 630. Ohio State, Penn State, 630 on ABC. Of course, we talked a lot about this one uh, over on the SBR show. Moving into 7 p.m. on ESPNU, we got Louisiana Lafayette at Texas State. We're going to see if Billy Napier can get his boys looking a lot better than uh, than they've played. Uh, North Carolina at Virginia. This is ACC Network, 7 p.m. This is one where the line stinks, right? It has been sitting at six and a half for North Carolina. It's like they're begging you to say, it's like, oh, all I got to do is get them to win by a touchdown. This this line absolutely stinks to me. You you feel the same way? Yeah, I don't, I don't like it at all. Um, I mean, if you got to, if I'm going to play it, I got to play North Carolina. And I know that's the public play. I know that's going to be what everybody else is doing because the line's too small. But I, I just, 
I can't believe in this Virginia team yet. Yeah, I, 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 I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I love Bronco Mendenhall. I think he's a hell of a coach. But, man, I, they don't have the firepower to stay in this game, and I don't think their defense is very good. So, Well, that's you know. the problem. I can love Bronco all day long, but he, they, they just don't have the dudes to compete year in and year out. This is going to be a team that, that every three years they're going to be, you know, somebody to worry about. But, you know, those other two rebuilding years where they're reloading, you know, two or three years between, they're just not going to be a lot to be afraid of. No, I think uh, I think you're right about that. Oklahoma at Texas Tech rounds up the 7 p.m. slot. That's on Fox. Uh, you know, Texas Tech got a win last week. I still don't think they're very good. Oklahoma should run through this one fairly easily. Uh, moving into the late-night stuff, we got San Diego State at Utah State at 8.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. That I'm going to have a lot of fun with. I, I want to see what Brady Hoke is doing. I I think they are going to wallop Utah State. I think they're going to smoke them in this game. Uh, I don't think Gary Anderson has a very good football team in Logan this year. So, I, you know, I'm all over SDSU. Uh, Western Kentucky and BYU on ESPN at 9.15 p.m. Is there anything that excites you about this? Nope, didn't figure. And then Nevada at UNLV at 9.30 p.m. on FS1, and uh, and that'll wrap it up. There there are two online games this season, and or not this season, sorry, this week. This one week. at 11 a.m., and that's Temple at Tulane on ESPN+. And then at 1 p.m., we've got UCF and Houston at 1 p.m. How in the world could they not find a TV spot for UCF and Houston? I just don't understand how, how this stuff works sometimes. You know, I don't either. It would have gotten really good ratings. I mean, UCF is one of the largest schools in the country. And, so, and Houston you know, has a massive alumni base. Yeah, I was about to say, you're talking about, you know, UCF has got a got a big, big fan base and, and student body and, and alumni base. They're building. They're growing because of the size of their school over the last couple of years. And but, I think, and so I will say this, I think the, a big part of this is the fact that uh, they feel like they can sell more subscriptions to ESPN Plus doing this, and they're not going to piss off, like, at really important people by putting these two schools on a streaming service. like So you don't blue blood, but you put a game on there where you can mess with the the new money. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's kind of yeah. what I'm thinking. At, at, at least I feel like that's you're, their mindset. You're right. You're probably right, but it's a shitty thing to do. I agree with that. I would I would like to just be able to watch it on TV without having to get, like, my smart stuff out, right? <laughs> but yeah. it is what it is. I can't flip back and forth with the smart stuff. Exactly. Like, that's what makes it difficult, man. It's Like, it's not as easy as hitting preview or flipping to another channel. You know what I'm saying? Well, not not everybody has, like, four screens like I've got set up to watch every Saturday. You know, it, 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 there's a lot of people who just won't watch this. And that sucks. Because I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Hell of a game. All right. Uh, let's move into who has the most to lose and the most to gain. I'm going to start off with the team that's got the most to lose this weekend. and And I think it's Florida. Um, Florida plays against uh, Missouri this week. They've got Georgia next week. And I, you know, if if they don't get by Missouri, if they somehow get upset in this game, I think they are going to get smashed by Georgia because everything that this season had set up to be will be out the window with a loss to Missouri. You you kind of feel the same way there? Oh, 100%. 100%. It, if they, they lose this game, their, their chances of anything that they had expectations of for the season are gone. Gone. Is that the same team you had for uh, for most to lose? Yeah. No, I don't I don't think there's anybody else close. I think uh I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. 
as far as most to gain, uh, let me. Uh, I'll let you go first on this. I'm going to see if we've got the same one. Um, man, I mean, I kind of, I kind of think LSU has the most to gain. That's exactly and, what and, I have here. <laughs> okay, all right. I didn't want to be the homer, but I was just like, we started off so bad. We started off looking so dysfunctional and and so poor. If we can roll off two wins, a win against South Carolina, which nobody really thinks is good, but they had a big win, last, you know, two, a week before they played us, and then we can roll off a win against the, you know, regardless of all the chicanery and the and the tomfoolery that's happening at Auburn, a win against a four and one team, I'll take it, man. I will take it. Well, and then if you if you look at it, that puts LSU at three and two heading into the Alabama game. And right. and you've still got at Arkansas, at A and M, Ole Miss, and then Florida. Like yeah. you you still got some some bangers on there, and you almost have to win this game just to stay in the rest of these. But I feel like you win this one, man. It kind of sets you up to be able to, you know, you you you'll be in those games and and you'll be favored in a lot of them. I think. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm rolling with that. Uh, do you have a playoff sleeper this week? No. No, uh-huh. I mean, I, you know what? That that might not be true. I I'm going to tell you this. I think, and it it has nothing to do with this week because I think this week they they murder murder who they play. But I'm going to tell you this: if Michigan goes uh, seven and one, and their only loss is to get, let's say, to get drummed by Ohio State, I think I think there's a world seven and one Michigan gets in. I you know what I I could see that. I can 100% it won't, see that. It won't be a two-loss Georgia team if Georgia got their ass whipped twice by Alabama. And that's if Georgia gets in with only two losses because they, um, you know, are known for kind of crapping away one of these games in the middle of the season that they should win. So, so you know, we, we can't just start chalking up Ws every week to them until they can prove they can go through a season without doing that. Um, and, and I don't think anybody else from the ACC is coming in. I think a two-loss uh, Notre Dame team wouldn't get in. Um, even though both those losses would probably be to Clemson. And so the, the the sheer fact of the matter that Michigan would only have to play Ohio State once means they would only have one loss to the big boy school. And I don't think they're letting a Cincinnati in. I don't I don't think they're letting Cincinnati in. I either. think they would let a Michigan in over a Cincinnati. I, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Now the the other side of this, I'm I've got a sleeper that's not playing this weekend. That I okay. started I started looking at schedules, I started looking at how things are gonna kind of shape out. I um, and they've already got a loss, but let just hear me out here. And I know you know we we already know what they are, but let let's look at Miami right quick. Miami, they don't have to play Notre Dame, and they've already played Clemson, right? But they played but they Clemson early. Second time. And, well, here's the thing though, um, I don't know that they would have to play Clemson a second time. So here, here's the rest of their schedule. They play at NC State next Friday, and then they play at Virginia Tech. They've got Georgia Tech at Wake Forest, and then they close with North Carolina at home. If if you roll through that undefeated, and Notre Dame's only loss is to Clemson, Notre Dame will be the higher-ranked team, and they will get the rematch against Clemson. I think. But... If everything goes a little screwy here and Clemson just wallops Notre Dame for a second time and you've got a you know a 9 and 1 10 and 1 Miami sitting out there 
I could 100% see them putting Miami in if everything else goes crazy, right? Like, I think Texas A&M would be more deserving. At, you know, a 7-1 and one Michigan, maybe. But at, you you got a 10-1 and one Miami sitting out there. And I don't know that they're going to go undefeated. I think it's probably unlikely, you know, because they still got at, what, or at uh, Virginia Tech, and they've got uh, North Carolina coming in. But you got Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, and NC State on there. They're catching NC State at the right time. You know, Georgia Tech, they should be able to handle them. Wake Forest should be able to handle them just based on talent alone. You get a win over Virginia Tech, a win over North Carolina, and then you don't have to play in the ACC championship game? I mean, we we might have a shot here. Am I crazy? Yeah, I think you're crazy. <laughs> I just don't I just don't think people they're not gonna have enough big games to, to show people that they can I think Michigan's schedule is going to work out even without the Wisconsin game. Let's say they don't get to play that. I, I think I think the Big Ten is so much better than the ACC. Having wins over Penn State, having wins over Indiana, having wins over um, uh, whatever whatever the other teams are that, that are left, I, I just think that looks so much better than beating Wake Forest. I mean, you might be right about that. You might be right. Um, let's see. My wife is trying to call me. So... <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let's move into our G5 game of the week, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, I, I'll go ahead. And, I mean, I think we both got the same one. This is Memphis at Cincinnati. Like, Memphis is not out of the New Year's Six uh, possibility yet. And Cincy, nope. of course, playing for a possible playoff bid. Does it get any better than this in the G5? Nope. This is it. This is it. This is where it comes down, and, and this is going to be a fantastic game for both these teams. When when my team with the most to, to, to gain – there was a part of me that thought this. Well, it, it, for either I one, I guess, right? Well, no, I think it's for Cincinnati only because they're playing for playoffs. Well, but it, but here's the thing: it, Memphis took that early loss. They've already played UCF. They've already played SMU. If they get a win over Cincinnati, uh, the toughest team left on the schedule is Houston, and they get them at home. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it, it could be. Uh, most to most to gain for either one of them. Yeah, but just Memphis isn't playing for a playoff spot. That's it. I mean, uh, that's, that's the difference. Yeah, you the do have a value. Have a point there. The value of that playoff spot is is what I was talking about because the amount of money and 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 what you get from it. I mean, that's a that's a different breed of 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 game. No, that's a, that's a hundred percent true. That is a hundred percent true. All right, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. You guys know what to do. Go over to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, all that good stuff. You guys have been fantastic. We appreciate you listening. Until next time, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and we'll see you on the YouTube show and everything else live on Friday. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.